Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my passion to teach you how to be productive in our distracted world. One of the ways I do that is by inviting you to join the seven-day productivity challenge. Give me two minutes a day for a week, and I will teach you strategies on how you can be more productive. All you have to do to join the productivity challenge is go to my website, Mr productivity.com. That's Mr. All spelled out, mrproductivity.com. Today, you are in for a treat. I'm talking to the one, the only Teddy Burris. He is a LinkedIn trainer and coach. Lots of valuable information on how you can be successful on LinkedIn. So grab your notebook, grab your ears and pay attention because this episode is gold. Teddy, what is up? It is a beautiful day in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Mark. How about yourself? Well, here in Houston, we're recording this on October 30th. Uh, Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to this on October 31st. We recorded this yesterday because that's how I roll. It was 80 degrees yesterday, and it's 50 now, and it's going to be 35 tomorrow. We have one of those weird cold fronts come through. But the good news about cold fronts in the Deep South, they last a day or two, and it warms right back up again. So I'm looking forward to warming right back up again. Good. Good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So the reason why you're on the show is we're going to talk a lot about LinkedIn. And I love LinkedIn. I mean, I, I can't get Facebook to work for me. Probably because I left it for two and a half years and it came back. Uh, Twitter, I have a lot of followers, very little engagement. You know, I do have some YouTube stuff going on there, but LinkedIn, oh my goodness, I get so much uh, action and engagement and replies and all that good stuff on LinkedIn. And I think it's because I cracked the code. And oh. the, the, the code is it's not a big secret. It's like, don't pitch. Give value. And if you give lots of value, people go, wow, I'm learning stuff from this guy. And all of a sudden, they become more attracted to you, kind of like bees to honey. I see a lot of people, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this on the show, where people just like pitch, 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 pitch. And they're like, well, boy, LinkedIn doesn't work. I'm like, yeah, because you don't know how to use LinkedIn. So let's let's talk about an overview because you are a LinkedIn trainee and uh, LinkedIn trainer and coach. So tell us a little bit about some of the things that people, other than pitching all the time, some of the things that people are doing wrong on LinkedIn. Well, this is this. That's a great question. I mean, it's a, it's a huge problem because people are doing in their industries, in their roles, focused on their target market that they don't they don't understand what they should be doing and so they just do stuff and there's no strategy now i'll give you one tip mark one tip off the top of my head i'm teddy burris linkedin coach and trainer i try my hardest not to engage on any content relevant to linkedin that's very interesting what i try to do is in now don't misunderstand me. I give content about the use of LinkedIn every day, all day long. But when I want to get into a conversation, I don't want to get into a conversation about LinkedIn. I want to get into a conversation about sales leadership, sales management, business processing, uh, business processes, um, business development, um, prospect engagement, client engagement. I want to get into conversations where 
my target audience is paying attention. That's gold right there. Three minutes in the episode, and you've already dropped massive gold. I hope people were listening to what you just said, because I've never heard it put that way before. Well, Mark, that's why I make a million dollars an hour in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not we're, we're not shading the truth at all. At all. No. <laughs> well, tell me this. Why do you think, other than they're clueless, why do people think and treat LinkedIn like Facebook. I see a lot of people posting vacation pictures or funny cartoons. And I'm like, you know, and we always see at least probably once or twice a month, we see someone post on LinkedIn. This is not Facebook. Why do you think people are doing it? Is it because they don't know, or they just feel that they can post the same content on all the platforms? Well, well, you know what it's called when you post all the content on the same, uh, on the same uh, I'm saying, you know what it's called when you post the same content on all the social media at once? Lazy, barfing. Oh, <laughs> okay. La- lazy is the same thing. It's pathetic, and and I don't. By the way, I I don't want to be rude to people who don't understand, but I do want to be rude to people who are not willing to understand. You got to understand, and so first of all, it, it people just don't take the time to think through what they should be doing. And don't misunderstand me. I, I love Facebook. I'm a huge Facebook fan. And the stuff I see on Facebook, I love. And let me let me say, let me give you a little bit more broader view. I love LinkedIn. The stuff I see on LinkedIn, I love. I love Twitter. The stuff I see there, I love. YouTube, the stuff I see there, I love. Here's why on all across every single one of them. And it's the same thing with uh, your online news. You get through LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Tinder, uh, take the Tinder out. You get, you, <laughs> uh, you try to tell us something about yourself, Teddy. There's something we should know. <laughs> My wife of, of 42 years is downstairs. Um, <laughs> you get Mark, what you touch. Hmm. When you engage on content, about cat wrestling, you get, they say those algorithms on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube go, oh, Teddy likes cat wrestling. Let's give him more of that. Those are the algorithms. And so what you need to do is you need to think about what am I giving? What am I touching? And what do I want people to see? You got to really think through the strategy of what do I need to put out there? And what does my network want to see? What do they need to see? And what do I want to see? Uh, it's, it, it's people just don't, we're not taught this until you experiment with it. Now, one more, one more little rant. And that is um, you were referring to people using LinkedIn as, as like they use Facebook. I, I don't share everything I do in life on LinkedIn, nor do I share everything I do on Facebook. That would be ridiculous and scare people away. <laughs> but I also do know that my LinkedIn network, in some respects another or another, they want to know a little bit more about Teddy, a little bit. So my words, my messaging, my style might be a little more friendly because that's the kind of guy I want to be or am. But... I do know it is a business platform and I don't go to a board meeting and, ba- and bring my, you know, pictures of all my grandkids frolicking <laughs> in the sand. So I'm with you. Maybe it is clueless. Maybe it is. They just haven't stopped to go learn. 
one of the things I have learned over the years, my, my followership has, has exploded the last uh, six, eight months because I've really gone all in on LinkedIn. And, and one of the things I've done probably like the last two months is I have used Hootsuite and I create one value added post every day. And I, I don't like just spend 30 seconds creating this post. I create a value added post. And I use Hootsuite to post this. Now, the key to using a third-party app is you can't have any links in it. You can only have the the content and hashtags. And I've been doing very well with my reach. I'm getting. I had one post that got like over twelve thousand views, and it's because the post was full of value. And the reason why I do that, I use Hootsuite is because what if I'm busy one day or if I'm traveling one day, this way I know my, my content's being pushed out every day, but I do spend a lot of time crafting because you get like what, 1300 characters for a post, cra- including the hashtags, by the way, crafting a post that's going to be value added to the listener. What do you think about using something like Buffer or Hootsuite to post for you on LinkedIn? So, so my style is very purposeful. And by the way, it includes the use of Hootsuite. Okay. Uh, focused on my strategy. One thing is I want, I want to stay out in front of people relevantly and consistently every day, relevantly and consistently. So one of the ways I do that, because I'm a very, very busy man in my mind is that I have a series of uh, posts that hit LinkedIn and Twitter every Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Now they hit it differently at different times with different content. And so if I refer to it as my, um, my top of mind content, I refer to it as my fodder, my mind fodder, just to make people think, and some of it's quotes, some of it's Teddy quotes, which is sometimes a little bit bizarre. But I use Hootsuite to push out just nuggets, literally, Mark, just nuggets, nothing phenomenal, nothing earth shattering, earth shattering at all. Now, that's my what I call my mind fodder. But I also have a whole series of PSAs. And you, I believe you think you know what PSA stands for. I'm going to say public service announcement, but I got a feeling it's totally different for you. It is different. It is different. Yeah. Pay serious attention. Hmm. That's what I, how I use PSA. And I have to write it, hashtag PSA, parentheses, pay serious attention, parentheses. People go, why do you always do that? Well, it's not all about that one viewer. It's about that new viewer. Hmm. Okay. So I do a, P, a PSA as, as often as I can. Now, my PSAs are oh my golly, I just discovered this and you need to know about it. That's what a PSA is. So when I, it sort of falls on the line of public service announcement, but if I find a change on LinkedIn or something that you should be considering doing, then I post a hashtag PSA. I like now it. The, re- the rest of my content is my standard videos that I produce, articles I produce, that I think are useful. No, excuse me, Mark, I lied to you that I know, or I intend them to be useful to my audience and not about Teddy. So I love Hootsuite, but it's really just my mind fodder stuff. 
Well, one of the things I have done, and I kind of, this is a test I did recently. I, I'm starting to do these webinars one or two times a week, and I'm doing them at different dates and times because I know we live in a global society now. And like I did a webinar, well, today, well, listener, it was yesterday for you, but it was at noon central time. And a mm-hmm. lot of people said they wanted to attend, but it was like one o'clock in the morning. So I'm going to do another one uh, later on a couple times in, in November. And what I started doing is when I post my, when Hootsuite posts this, uh, this article for me every day, um, then I go in after the fact, cause you can't put the link when you're actually posting cause you'll get penalized by LinkedIn. And mm-hmm. I actually put at the bottom of the article right above the hashtags. I say, Hey, interested in this webinar? It's called blah, blah, blah. Here's how to register for it. Just doing that, because now it's the, at the end of my post, I've already given you lots of value. That is more effective than running ads because people are like, wow, this guy's got a lot of great content. Oh, he's got a webinar coming up. I hit him right there and it's been very effective. Instead of doing an ad, instead of like creating all these videos, instead of creating a post specifically to promote the webinar, by putting a little blurbage at the end of my post, I find that very effective to get people to come to the webinar. You know, Mark, that's, um, that's called A-B testing. You try something different. You do something for a while. You see what results you get. You switch it up and you try it different for a while. See what results you get. So I've tried, um, I tried posting with the URL. I tried editing the post and adding the URL. I've tried editing, uh, posting and adding the URL to the first comment and all of them, I get a slightly different, uh, result. Um, Editing and adding the URL to the post gets better than posting with the URL. And I get a similar result when I add the, the URL to the first comment. But my point is, it's every day, you know, the goal is not to hack the system. Mm-hmm. That's not the goal. The goal is not to beat the algorithms. The goal is to look at what works best for me, my audience on this platform. And the moment you discover it, you know what happens next? It changes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> it changes. Of but course. You, but at the end of the day, if you want to be a good social media engager and you want to use it as a business tool, you've got to either have somebody who's doing this research for you. That would be freaks like Teddy. Uh, or you're willing to spend the time to do the research yourself. And I know there's a lot of people out there who have been the guinea pigs for us and gone ahead and tested like you post something, you edit the post, you add the link, because apparently once you post something and you save it in that micro nanosecond, the algorithm looks at it. But if it's got Mm -hmm. a link in it, it'll penalize you. If it doesn't, it blesses it. Unless your name is like Gary Vaynerchuk. Brendan Burchard, <laughs> Tony Robbins. The, I'm sure the algorithm just ignores their their links and just like promotes it because they get a lot of engagement. And I know that's what LinkedIn wants. LinkedIn's looking as is Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. They're looking for engagement. They're looking how many people are watching the video, how many people are commenting, how many people are liking. And so if you have a link in there, but you get a thousand people liking it, then the algorithm's going to ignore the link in there. As far as I know, I don't have any inside information for LinkedIn, but they're seeing this is active. And you're right. I think people need to spend time producing great content and not trying to figure out, okay, how do I beat the algorithm? Just produce great content. And eventually I believe that a right enough people, enough people will find you and then your content will grow organically. Would you agree with that? 
Yeah. So Mark, I use this phrase. It's not a race. It's a journey. Mm. And if you treat it like a race and every day you're looking for, what's it called? Uh, how do I go viral? How do I go viral? Oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm a heart attack trying to figure out where to go viral. <laughs> That's failure. That is just huge failure. It's a journey. And so what I tell people to do, instead of posting something once a month and then getting upset because you only got 18 eyeballs on it, oh, wait, let me say it another way, you get upset because you only had 19 eyeballs on it, stop it. Mm-hmm. Post something again tomorrow, something again the next day. And remember, everything you share, Mark, here's tidbit uh, number two, or, or, or you know, high-value tip number two. Everything you share on LinkedIn and social media in general must be true. Mm. T-R-U-H-E. If everything you share on social media is transparent, relevant, useful, honest, engaging, and an E can be exciting, educational, or entertaining, as long as it's also transparent, relevant, useful, and honest. Don't forget honest, Teddy. You know, know what's interesting is you mentioned about going viral, and you cannot... Say, okay, my thing to do today is create a viral post. That's not how it works. I wrote a post about, oh, about, I don't know, a month ago. And it was about how it's important to take a five or 10 minute break several times throughout the day. It took off. I've got more views and more reshares or more shares on that post. And I didn't say, huh, I want to write a post today to go viral. It just went viral all on its own. And of course, the more people that share it, the more people to comment, the more people liked it, then LinkedIn goes, holy crap, more people got to look at this stuff. But I did not plan it to go viral. I said, look at what's a valuable post or to use your analogy, what is something true I can share with my LinkedIn audience? And it went viral on its own. So I I agree with you 100%. People have got to stop trying to figure out and wasting their energy and wasting their the brain cells of trying to figure out how to go viral. Just do the right thing, do something true, and it'll take care of its own. A- absolutely. And you know, the, the algorithms that LinkedIn have is not to try to make you and I feel good. Figured, <laughs> really? Figured, figured that out a long time ago. <laughs> what their algorithms are is let's find content that people have some interest in and then listen to these words because this is honest. And if I'm being recorded by LinkedIn, I believe I'm tr- true. I'm being honest here. Let's find a piece of content we can put an ad on top of or an ad below. Yeah. That's all they're after. Yeah. Although I would say I have this fantasy world that if I ever became a quadrillionaire, one of the things I would do is I would create a social network whether it be like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn. And I would charge just two ninety nine a month and there will be no ads, zero ads. I don't know why Facebook doesn't offer this. They'd make a billion dollars a day. Uh, no ads. What do you think about something like that? If someone, would you pay two or three to six dollars a month and have no ads on the platform at all? Would you, would you like that? I would, but do this, do the calculation, do the calculation. What do, what do you need to get? First of all, if, you, if you're an advertiser, you're going to get a little bit upset to LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, if they do that. Oh, of course. You know, probably so. <laughs> but if you take, what is it? You know, LinkedIn's got 600 million. Let's take, let's take 600, actually 640 million. Let's take that times 0. 0.01. Okay. 600 million, two, three, one, two, three times 0. 0.01. Okay. That's 6 million. So, you know, they charge them, you know, let's say it's $5 a month times 60. 
That's three. That's only, listen to my word, only 360 million. <laughs> okay. A day, um, a month, or what's it? What's that? You know, I did. I, I did it based on a year. You know, okay. five bucks a month times twelve, sixty bucks okay. a year. You know, that's that seems like a whole lot of money to you and I, but their potential for ad revenue is way more than that. Yeah, but yeah, remember, some people aren't going to pay for that, so you'd still have the free model, and then some people say, "I don't want the ads." They would pay the five dollars, ten dollars a month, whatever it is. So there'd still be both. But I know LinkedIn doesn't want to have you use it. I found this out the hard way. Unless you pay for premium, if you start searching for people, you run out of like your searches, like in like three minutes after midnight and the first of the month, they just cut you right <laughs> off. And which is yeah. unfortunate because, you know, I know they want to make money. I know Facebook's in it. They don't care about us. Facebook wants to make money. Instagram wants to make money. So is LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. They're in it for the money. I have no problem with that whatsoever. It's their platform. They can do whatever they want with it. I just, I just don't like how they changed it. Cause it used to be, I could go like maybe four days into the month. Now, mm-hmm. like within hours, I've used up all my searches and it must be like 10 searches. It's gotta be something ridiculously low. Yeah, well, there's there, there's no stated number, but it but it is. It's called the commercial use limit. Yes. And if you just do a search, this is where people know the place where people make mistakes. Mark, they do a search for. Let me find all the people who are productive. No, no, what was the one this morning? Let me find all the people who are electronical electronics engineers. So they get this huge list, and they start scrolling through it, and they didn't use the tool, the power of the tool to narrow that list down to something a workable and b relevant. And so you could use this. There's 11 search filters in LinkedIn that most people, the guy who I talked to, he said, man, I had no clue that I could click on that all filters button and refine my search down to industry, refine my search down to title, refine it down to region. And yes, you're going to get smacked with the commercial use limit if you're a heavy duty prospector, but most people on LinkedIn aren't true. Um, but I'm with you that, you know, that they want to make more money and the more money they make, hopefully the more tools they add to this thing. Yeah. Well, I've also heard from other people that there's another way to get around that, and that's go to Google and type in electrical engineers or productivity experts LinkedIn, and you'll get the same list because LinkedIn is on Google, and it just gets around it. My problem is is they have these premium plans, and I think they're overpriced. Whether you have the money or not is irrelevant. I think they're overpriced for what you get. I just want like more searches, and I know that's how they make their money. Again, I'm a capitalist. I have no problem with them making money. I don't have care. I don't problem with anybody making a lot of money it's it's your business and i want everybody to be successful in abundance but it just seems like the commercial limit got really small like really quick and i'm not the only person that thought this a lot of other people said wait a minute it used to take me like a week now it's like like a couple minutes and it's gone and they don't publish this number that's another thing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's all smoke and mirrors and hidden (laughs) secretive you know there's a group of people there's three people who work for i'm being stupid there's three people work for linkedin in a special room how can we make life miserable for teddy and mark today (laughs) well it's like the 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 one thing i never understood is that they have a cap on the number of connections you can have is thirty thousand. now you could have as many followers but you only have thirty thousand connections and i'm like okay where'd they come up with that number and who cares because i there was a guy on my podcast a couple years ago named joshua miller at one point he had a million connections and then all of a sudden, he knew the people at LinkedIn. They cut it to 30000 and he went to corporate office, he told me, and he goes, 
what's the, you know, why'd you cut the number down? They, they basically just said what your mother used to tell you when you're growing up, because I'm your mother and I said so. And they said, because we're linked and we said so. There's no reasoning that we're the 30,000. Why is it not 40,000? Why is it not 31,000? And and they could never, get, and as far as I know, you maybe have some insight on this. No one could give an answer. Why is it 30,000? Why do they care how many connections you have? Well, it, the, the the number is not so important to the answer as the fact that they wanted to restrict it. Here's the reason they wanted to restrict it. Um, and they made, they made the restriction even more, even bigger about a year ago. The reason was this people were connecting to LinkedIn just to harvest email addresses. Hmm. And so this whole army of, you know, what I refer to as hackers and, you know, inefficient marketers who are trying to sell email addresses. And by the way, this is a huge, huge business, Mark, huge business. It's still ongoing today where their only goal is to connect and scrape an email address. Yes. Connect, scrape an email address. Well, that was one of the reasons why they cut it back. And and they couldn't cut it back to 3,000 because those of us who truly cared wanted to have more of a network than that. Uh, but they had to cut it back to something. And you know what they've done now to to, to almost nearly eliminate that. What's that? You may not have you may not have seen this, but if you go to export out your LinkedIn connections, which I used to do every year, because every year I sent everybody I was connected to in life, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, an email and say, Hey, how the heck are you? That's really all my email really said. Thanking them for being a part of my network and saying if I can help you out in any way, let me know. I got huge, huge business value from that. Just saying hi. Well, all of a sudden, I think it was in two, the end of 2017, LinkedIn changed it. So now you have to opt in to have your email address included on email, on a contact export. Wow. I have, I have a, I don't know, I have 17,000 followers. I probably have about 14, 12,000 connections. I have three people <laughs> who've opted in to give me their email address in that list. So the only other alternative is you have to go to every profile one at a time, click on the contact, and then manually copy their email address. No, that won't work as well either because now LinkedIn has turned on the ability in your your privacy settings to say, do not show my email address or my contacts to anyone. Uh, okay. Yeah, I've run into so, a couple of those people. Yeah. Um now, it brings me another question. I, about six months ago, I switched my default button from connect to follow. And as a result, my follows went right to the roof because when you follow someone, you just hit the follow button, you follow them. There's nothing mm-hmm. else you have to do. Contact, you know, you're supposed to, when you connect with someone, you're supposed to do the personalized message, but I only, like one out of 50 people do it. Do you, on your profile, because you're under the 30,000 limit now, uh, do you have the follow as your primary button or do you have still have connect? I switched to follow and when I hit about 10,000 because I'm getting way too many and I still get way too many invites to connect from people who are totally irrelevant to me. And uh, I get less, um, uh, what do you call fake accounts, but I'm still getting a fair number. Maybe about 50% are totally irrelevant to me. The other 50% are somewhat relevant. But I want followers, Mark. This is my sandbox. 
I mean, I am, I own LinkedIn in my mind. <laughs> you know, it's what Teddy's all about. So the more followers I get, the better off I'm going to be. And I'll give you an example. I get people who follow me, who tell other people to hunt me down. And those other people have money. Ah. So I'm fine with followers. I'm fine with connecting with people who are relevant to me in meaningful ways as well. Now, I will tell people who are listening to our conversation, please, for the love of everything you love in life, stop sending us Ernest Hemingway direct messages with a billion links. We're not <laughs> reading them, okay? I What I do, every time I try to do this, I right now it's still manageable, Teddy. What I do, when I connect with someone, I have a template in my notes on my Mac, and I send them a message, and I personalize it. Hey, Teddy, great to meet you. Thank you for connecting with me. And I may put a link to an article which has got value in it, but I don't ask for anything. I'm always offering mm -hmm. value. But what I'm, sh I'm shocked, the number of people that give me this long four or five paragraph DM, and all they did is copy and paste it. I'm like, seriously? I mean, I'm not going to read. And sometimes if I'm in a good mood, Teddy, I'll reply uh -huh. and I'm like, auto DM, question mark. I don't read those. And you know what? I never hear from those people again. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I'm, I'm similar to you. Every invite I get, if they don't tell me what they want, why they want to connect, I send them a message back and I ask them in very polite words, who the heck are you and what the heck you want? Mm -hmm. Very polite words. Then once they connect, I have another message and that I have actually a series of excuse me, a, a, a group of messages that I use, if that person is not highly relevant to my business, they'll get an invite. I mean, they'll get a message that says, hey, Mark, thanks for connecting. If I can help you out in any way, let me know. If they're relevant to me in some very meaningful way, relevant to my business, then they may get a little bit, little bit different messages that says, hey, Mark, I love to help people with this stuff. If I can ever ask, answer a question for you, my phone number is on my profile. Now, if they are uber relevant to me, which means somebody has told me this dude needs my help, guess what I do then? You personally reach out to them. Phone call. I make a phone call. Now, what, what exactly is the phone again? Would you refresh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, that, it's over there, Mark. It's that thing you play uh, Angry Birds on, yeah. dude. <laughs> you know, and one thing I will say, you know, LinkedIn's doing many things right, but the one thing they've got to they got to do they got to they got to synchronize the desktop with the app because right now, if you go to connect with someone on the desktop, it'll say, "Hey, most LinkedIn people prefer to get a personalized note," but on the app. If you just hit connect, it sends a connection request. Well, you got you got to do some hunting. You, you got to go to the three, the three dots. And yeah, then put, I yep. know. I hate it. I hate it too. I wish it was not that hard. But, <laughs> you know, they decided the people who use the mobile app are, oh, man, I'm not, I can't use words like lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know polite. why. I don't know why they didn't make connecting with someone on the app, like connecting with someone 
on the desktop and said, hey, uh, yeah. do you want to make a note? And there's not that option. And I know I'm not the only person that says it. There's a, there's another person, uh, Shay Robottom. She's going to be on my show in January. Mm-hmm. And, and she, she made, um, uh, a video a couple weeks ago and she said, she's talking about all the features on LinkedIn and she goes, I fix the bugs. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> they've got all these bugs and they, they keep coming up with these things like LinkedIn live and all this other stuff. And it's like, fix the bugs. Please mm-hmm. fix the bugs. I mean, it's like, yeah, you got a brand new coat of paint, but the car doesn't turn on. Okay, let's yeah, let's yeah. get the bugs fixed. And I know this. There's so many posts on LinkedIn about this, and I think it's funny that if you really want quick LinkedIn help, you go to Twitter, which I think is ironic. I mean, you can't go to LinkedIn and like chat with someone about a problem, but if you tweet about it, then they'll reply to you within a couple minutes. I think that's insane. Yeah, well, it, it, unfortunately, most of the time the reply is, "Oh, I understand what your problem is." Uh, you know, sometimes they may have an answer, but more often than not is, hey, give me your email address and I'll create a service <laughs> ticket for you. And, yeah. and I don't want to be critical in that space. I can't imagine running a division of support for 680 million people, whatever it is. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, Teddy, we gave a lot mostly you gave a lot of value uh, on LinkedIn. So people, I hope you really enjoyed the show. Uh, one final thing I will tell you, please get a real headshot. Okay. Don't no, Don't crop your image of a party you were at, get a real headshot. And if you really want to know how to, you know, do better at LinkedIn, well, guess what? Teddy is a LinkedIn trainer and coach. And so tra- uh, LinkedIn, uh, what is your name? Teddy. I was going to call you LinkedIn. Teddy. Mr. LinkedIn. I'm good with that. <laughs> um, where can we find you and, and get more information about how you can help us be better on LinkedIn? You know, Mark, it's, I'm, I'm pretty easy to find because I own the handle TL Burris, double R double S, TL Burris, on almost every social media platform out there. Good for you. Yeah, it, it took some effort to get there. You know, I had to kill off some people. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, true story. I had a guy on uh, um, um, Skype who owned it, and I finally b- bugged him enough. He says, dude, I'm, I've never used Skype anyway. You can have it. So, yeah, just do a Google search for Teddy Burris, double R, double S. I'm everywhere, and it's important to me. And here's what I asked, though. If you send me an invite to connect on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere, please Remind me where you found me. And if you found me on Mark's podcast, that is uber important to me. So please let me know you found me through this podcast. And I want to give you kudos for getting the same username and all the platforms. I tell people this, like I got one for TikTok. I may never use TikTok, but I got my username and even on Snapchat, because here's why a couple years ago, maybe eight, 10 years ago, there was a presidential candidate who didn't get their own name for their (laughs) URL and so when you type their name in, it went to the other party. So mm-hmm. always get your name. Now, the one thing I don't like about Facebook is I had Mark Stucheski on Facebook. Then I deleted Facebook. Now uh, I went back to Facebook and created the username. And it said, oh, you can't use that. Mark Stucheski is being used by another user. And I know it's not. I know it's me. But, of course, Facebook's got, like, more people than the entire universe ever had. And they can't contact me. So it's okay. But what I'm telling you is listen to Teddy. If you don't have Twitter, go get your Twitter handle and make them all the same. That way you can say, I'm this Twitter handle, I'm this handle on all platforms. It makes it a lot easier for people to find you. That's that's gold right there, um, Teddy. Thank you for sharing that with us. Again, Mark, it's testament to why I make a million dollars a day <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> 
Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for being on the Mark Stucheski podcast. It was a delightful conversation, and you gave us a whole bunch of value, so I really appreciate you. Cool stuff. Thanks for calling me up, buddy. Appreciate it. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. Sign up for the seven-day productivity challenge and give me seven days two minutes a day, and I will teach you how to be a more productive version of yourself. While you're there, you can also apply for a free, yes, free 30-minute coaching call with me. You can also find out where I am on social media, find out everything else you ever want to know about Mark Stuchowski, aka Mr. Productivity. It's all at mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time and attention. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't done so already and tell your family, your friends, your colleagues, the strangers on the street about the podcast. The more people who subscribe, the more people find it, the more people I can help. So thank you for listening. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.